0: listening to two sons of tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Thanks again for tuning in to Two Sons of Tatooine, the one and only Star Wars podcast, currently doing reviews of the Bad Batch episodes as they come out. Like being an ice road <laughs> trucker or spending months tossing aboard a shipping vessel, it's a tough job. But your hosts, Jonathan Cohn and myself, Nathan, a.k.a. NP Bro, are willing to risk our lives to bring you this gripping content. <laughs> this... this <laughs> says laughter, so I laugh. This, this week's episode... Uh, um, this week's episode, Rescue on Ryloth, left us... With some vegy, well, some major new information about the clones, um, as well as confirmed what many had theorized about Senator Ornfree, uh, we are led to despise Admiral Rampart even more. We saw Captain Hauser take a stand on his principles. and is there perhaps a twinge of humanity left in crosshair, or will his mission to hunt down the bad batch lead only to death? Uh, here to discuss all of that and more is my
1: friend Jonathan. So let me throw it to you for some overall thoughts on the episode. Ab- First, I'll say I, I'm loving the intros we've been doing the last few weeks, <laughs> making them more and more funny. This is this is lots of fun. Um, a good analogy to Ice Road Truckers. Um, uh, they actually uh, included one of the books in the canon actually is based off of the concept of Ice Road Truckers. Um We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there but uh, <laughs> okay. yeah this episode I really enjoyed uh, I'll say this that you know one of the biggest you have you have promises progress and payoffs in story the biggest. biggest point is progress especially in television but there is a lot of there are a lot of promises and payoffs that you have to do right to keep the audience and entertained and, and the, the last episode. episode was all promises this episode was all payoffs, and they did it in just the right way. Like, if you are a Hauser fan, you got something from Hauser. If you are a Hera fan, you got something from Hera. If you're a Chopper fan, there were some funny moments (laughs) with Chopper. If you are uh, a continuity fan, like myself, Mm -hmm. there was a thing about continuity that made me squeal, and you kind of already referenced it, but we'll get there. And, like, so, like, they they, they, they paid off all the theories that we'd promised... Or at least promised that they will be paid off in the future in some way. And introduced some new promises as well. It's, it, they didn't just tie everything up in a boat. But they tied up enough to make you happy that you invested the time in the episode. Mm. I, know. I know a lot of people, some friends of mine, who weren't the biggest um, Rebels fans, they had a bit of a hard time with last week's episode, Mm -hmm. and they were like, get back to the batch. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, now I like last week's episode better because of this week's episode. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, it changes your opinion of it. And I love that because it shows the tight storytelling that they know this episode might be slow, but it's going to be paid off. And that is exactly what I want from Star Wars.
0: Yeah, this was overall a better... Taste episode, but you're right too. This was the payoff episode from last week's setup. So, um, just thinking about it, we only met Hauser, Captain Hauser, last episode, one episode ago. Yeah, and he's already become a fan favorite, no doubt about it. Not only <laughs> his a character, but his his armor design. People are mm-hmm. talking about the color as how they like it, like the most of any clone trooper. Um, <clears throat> but he's he's clearly a cool design and a cool character. He's a lot reminiscent of rex really in because rex he spent so much time with ahsoka that he adopted a lot of her i mean and obviously i think rex was the perfect soldier like he always had the right mentality he always had the approach of like we're gonna help everybody that we can help all the time you know if it's possible we're gonna do it and even if it's gonna risk myself and hauser has that same attitude so Mm -hmm. it's very attractive and so i'm just talking about the similarities there You know, I wonder, obviously he's been on Ryloth, but was there a Jedi there? Probably not, because there's a whole lot of questions about his experiences with Order 66 and when it happened and where he was. And did he have to kill a Jedi or did he um, there's just a lot of fan theories out there right now. And because Mm -hmm. he's honestly he's leading to one of the biggest questions, um, like overall thinking about this question why did the Empire do away with clones, right? And we've been asking that since the beginning of this show. Mm-hmm. The Kamita ones are trying to get more clones, get another batch of fresh ones using Omega's DNA. But why did, they, why did the Empire... Well, now we have way more information than we've had before. Um, the scene in this episode that really showed the most of it was some independence from clones that has got a lot of eyebrows raised because we didn't think that that was something they were still capable of doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I loved that they introduced that. And and I'm also thinking to myself, well, why didn't I think of that beforehand because of all the theories that are coming out now? I'm like, well, that's a good theory, you know, although before we had no evidence to ever theorize that, say, if one one of the theories is that over time – the chips that control them or executed for extra 66, the mm-hmm. chips have less of a direct influence on their thought process or the chips, you know, that suppress them and give them that. I think it's that one line, good soldiers follow order, good soldiers, mm-hmm. good soldiers follow orders. So <laughs> every, every one of them hearing that line anyway, so it's a, it's a theory. That's a theory
1: that could work, but or it could just be that, hey, someone slipped up some some of the clones just didn't get chips. Like they were making two million clones. If you just have a few handful of clones that uh that don't have the chips, that's still a pretty good uh that's pretty good rate. You know, they're getting like ninety nine point nine nine percent. That's true. That's true. So
0: we're just at this point asking ourselves a lot of questions with this new information. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because that's one of the places where the Star Wars fandom Is at its best We yep. love the We love the theorizing places Yeah And when you give us The pieces to put together So <clears throat> Let's talk about This first scene um, Rampart Hauser Behind a shield Well They're the cell wall And inside the cell Cheyan, uh, Cham, his wife And then the other The blue skinned Rylann Gobi Gobi That's right It's mm-hmm. like a dog name
1: There's only There's only like Five or six named Twi'leks as part of that group. And between the Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch, and um, uh, Lords of the Sith, which focuses on Ryloth, you kind of learn, once you put them all together, it's easy to remember. You know, you have Cham, Gobi, uh, you have uh, Elena, and you have Hera, and that's about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Talk about that scene. Um, Talk about specifically,
0: if you remember... Hauser's facial expression
1: yeah he was I think he knew that he couldn't give anything like he's i think at the end of last episode he's already thinking that i'm not I'm not continuing with this I think that he didn't know mm-hmm. how he was going to defect or how he was going to do help them out. he knew he was going to. But he also knew he can't just go in there guns a blazing because he'll die and he'll get them killed or something. And it's not wise. So he has to figure out the right thing. And it's because, you know, he's obviously a friend of Cham. The two of them seem to have been really close Mm -hmm. pre Order 66. And so to see his friends accuse him of these things and to see him that he knows he can't respond he can't let them know he's trying to help them he just has to just stand there and and take it it's you see the pain that he goes through um Mm -hmm. which is very palpable and the audience feels it too and you it it endears you even more to him the fact that he's not emoting which i think is really impressive for for the show I really like this scene. He
0: does, he there's a whole lot. Well, he watched it, but it's more
1: subtle because, like, he's like he's grimacing. And he's, like, turning his head slightly, and he's, like, closing his eyes at moments, and he, like, does There's disbelief in his eyes. Yeah. And,
0: and reaction. As Rampart talks in threatening ways about Hera, yeah. a little girl, mm-hmm. the girl, the daughter of Cham, who's his friend, who he's been an ally with, who the Republic has, you know, basically had as a hero. Yeah. When, when we've got Rampart threatening Hera... We see Hauser's eyes, just like what is going on. We see him reacting, and then he's still going to follow orders. He's, you know, he doesn't comment. He doesn't question his authority. That's not the place or the time. He understands his role, but it's it's one of those things. Like if there wasn't enough foreshadowing, like last episode, which there was plenty, but we get it right again in the first scene Mm -hmm. here, and. And from his expression, it's clear that he is confused about what's going on. So that leads us to the conversation between Rampart and Hauser, where he's like, clearly, he said, I was there. The shot, it could not have come from Jam or from any of his troops, you know? Yeah. And, like, Rampart is really starting to earn our hate. Like, I think early on, maybe not not a character that we'd seen do all that much evil stuff, but the dude is, he's pretty hard. Mm. So that opening
1: scene had one of the best quotes, if not the best quote in the whole episode, which was, which was, uh, I've I've seen, yeah, Helena, she says, uh, I've seen how you treat your allies. I'd rather be your enemy. And I'm like, Ooh, 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 that cuts so hard. The writing was so good. Oh, that is so brilliant.
0: Um, Yeah. For, for a kid's show, that's a, that's a really (laughs) well-written line. Um, yeah. And, And clearly Rampart's response to that is, uh, I don't care. I don't need you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I've, I've I've basically, I'm going to get what I need and you're all tools to me. And that's what, that's what his response is. So when he, uh, when he, when he's speaking with Hauser, of course, later on, um, he says, well, where did the shot come from? If it didn't come from them, he's, well, I don't, I don't know. And he's not going to accuse or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it will then carry out your orders. Um, and uh, I think that's when Hauser's like, well, I'll find Hera myself. He's like, no. <laughs> and it was at that moment I was like, does he already suspect yeah, Hauser? So mm-hmm. so he's preventing him from going after Hera because that would have been my prediction for when he turns, mm-hmm. is if he's sent after Hera. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was deliberate. At this point, it's not clear that Rampart is distrusting of him. Yeah. I don't... Uh, Upon rewatch, I don't see any evidence
1: of that. I think that Rampart knows that, overall, Hauser is loyal to the ideal Diaz that the Empire could have, and he's loyal to his troops. But he has one weakness, and that is going after children. And so I think that uh, Rampart, while saying things like, we're going to go after Hera or send troops, he knows if he sends Hauser, he's just gonna outright turn. But if he doesn't, he will probably keep him in line more. So he's like playing his cards well. He's not like assuming up. He's gonna he's gonna turn on me now. Like he's just like I'm just gonna be careful not to give you the opportunity. Now he still turns anyway. But Rampart is smart not to not to hand him the the ability to, to turn so easily. And you know if he sent Hauser out and Hauser spoke against him, he could say, look, I was ordered to go after this child. And it would be very a conv- much more convincing argument to the people than I was ordered to have my men go after the child. Mm-hmm. So Is trust
0: a thematic principle the empire employs and relies on within the right? Uh, n-
1: to what degree? more I'd say more obedience than trust. Um, uh, I don't like I think that no members of the upper echelon trust each other but they assume that obedience will rule out the day and so they um, follow that but they are always assuming like it's like the uh, line in Solo assume everyone will uh, betray you uh, that Mm. type of thing that's how the empires run they're assuming everyone's going to betray them but they're also assuming that people are going to fall in line at times
0: so the level of trust that Rampart has, just speaking in terms of let's go Crosshair and then maybe other, you know, just obviously I would say Hauser, between yeah. the two of them, he doesn't trust either one because early in the episode, we see this scene where like Crosshair himself um, is called into his office mm-hmm. and is and Crosshair at this point, I think um, we skipped over some stuff. So obviously Hera had escaped found refuge in a hideout spied a little bit and then called the bad batch Mm -hmm. to come and rescue her and when they show up just to spy around and stuff that probe droid which was really cool that hunter is able to sense we haven't often seen hunter's electric uh sensory ability to you know but that's a really cool ability really useful against droids and there's not as many near as many droids in, as there were in the Clone Wars, but yeah. the Empire has those probe droids helped a lot. Just didn't help in time. So anyway, when Crosshair gets called in, it's clear that Rampart does not trust him because he tells him flat out. He's like, "The we have two, we have like two dozen troops or whatever. They are not enough to stop the bad batch or who, you know whoever. However many we have eno- is not enough, and Rampart doesn't believe him." Yeah, he does not believe it. He this I mean, he's just, well, if you're not capable of doing your job, then I'll find someone who can. Mm-hmm. He says to Crosshair the the level of trust. And he's not it because Crosshair looks and he looks at Hauser as if he's speaking about Hauser. But I don't think he's talking about Hauser. No, I don't well, know who he'd be talking naturally, about.
1: Naturally, Rampart is a little bit um, racist towards clones in general. He just dislikes them in general. He doesn't want clones really part of the army. He sees that now as a necessary evil, but he doesn't like including clones. So whenever a clone tries to assert themselves, hey, we should do this, his initial thought is, no, no, we're not going to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't trust you. I, I don't, um, his initial thought is you're a clone. I'm not going to take advice from a clone. But then... He sometimes learns his lesson, and at the end of the episode, he's like, all right, you need to go after them. They're a threat. So he does learn from his mistakes, but he still makes those mistakes of, you know, of, of assuming that the clones are inferior because they're clones.
0: Let me jump on a tangent then. So comparing an army of stormtroopers or a garrison anyway, let's just take yeah. a, a, a group of them and a group of clones. Um, the Imperials that we see later on and Rebels and things... Um, it would not be a stretch for me to think that the commanding officer would punish things uh anything that a stormtrooper did out of line or especially if they were to to even uh you know slip a little bit on something mm-hmm. punish very very hard yeah um and and question loyalty um yeah. any any of those things like uh compare that to the clones they're all brothers yeah who look out for each other The stormtroopers have no allegiance to one another. They may have trained with their friends, but they're constricted constricted and they're paid. They have a motivation, so you have something to hold out of their head, which is payment, which is a big thing that you don't have with the clones. Mm -hmm. But if that doesn't work, you also have like, I think it's fair to say that the the stormtroopers know that they could potentially end up in a bad assignment or reassigned or even Mm -hmm. worse if they failed. The clones aren't they're not like that. And generally, the morality of the stormtroopers is going to be way in a variant from person to person. And part of the Just,
1: part of the reason that you have that difference is it's so much more expensive and time consuming to bring in a new clone. Mm-hmm. It's relatively easy to bring in a new So if you have an imperial who a stormtrooper who messes up, pff, fire him, bring in another guy. Yeah. It's so simple. You're like the clone they they see more value. There's like because the clones become individualized. They go from being a serial number to having names. The stormtroopers go from having names to having numbers. The stormtroopers become less individualized and more groupthink. The in- clones became more individualized. So it's complete opposite stories for them, and that's why mm. they have very different uh, uh, methods. The morality and the virtue
0: of the clones mm-hmm. from person to person is is very close. yeah they're based off of the same person and they're raised with certain obviously militaristic and assistive discipline. Mm-hmm. but all of those things lead them to be able to make the right decision on the battlefield mm-hmm. protecting innocence. And do you know what? those things were very desirable in the days of the Republic? Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the type of things that the republic um would see and praise and think, okay, we are the good guys, it matters to us. And some of the senators that are more conservative, like, you know, Senator Padme or you know, Organa, whoever else, they're going to be the ones that really most appreciate that, that attribute. Mm-hmm. And now the Empire is stuck with that attribute. Yeah. And and going, okay, well, we've got this chip that'll make them follow any order. We just don't know if, it, at some point, after they've done all of this, if they're going to start asking themselves the question, which obviously Hauser does, is why are we now, for no apparent reason that we can tell, turned against our former allies, yep. members of the Republic? Like, I think Hunter even makes the point, right? This is this is not um, uh, Raxus. This is not Raxus. This is Ryloth. Raxus was obviously, of course, there's going to be an occupation from the Empire because they were a separatist. Mm-hmm. But why is there an occupation of a Republic territory? Like, yeah. why is the why is the Empire doing that? So that is the thing that we're talking about, that we're looking at. And the Empire is now stuck with clones that they know are going to make the decisions to be merciful, right? Yeah. Whereas the Empire just wants to, like, okay, execute these people. Yeah. Um, and constricted soldiers will do that. So and we've already seen that but i know we're 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 talking a whole lot on a tangent but i really enjoy, i really appreciate you being able to let let me go here because been, i mean i like talking about this and it and it gets more into the ideology of the main thing i think that bad batch is showing is the main mm-hmm. story and stuff
1: yeah and it gets into deeper themes of star wars which is important to show i mean obviously we love the the pew pew but we also love when star wars does have some good deep themes uh I stole that. I stole that line from uh, uh, Force Center. <laughs> uh, I like them. Uh, going circ- circling back, um, I'm going go okay, to go to uh, when they call in uh, Her- uh, when when Hera calls the Bad Batch and yep. she's trying to get them to uh, to come help. It was kind of funny that Hunter's Hunter is very much the dad, and his first reaction is. You gave her... You gave a stranger our number? You gave her our, our private cell yeah. number? And she's like, she's yeah. not a stranger. I knew her for five minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I trust her. Yeah. We, we yeah. hung out that one time. Yeah. Yesterday.
1: <laughs> she's, like, the one... She's the one person her age, therefore best friends. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so, it's. I, I, I thought that was nice. Like, I just... My my favorite part. You you were talking about how, how important the overall story is. My favorite part of the series and when is when Hunter's a dad and he's trying to learn how to parent Omega. So that that moment just filled me with lots of joy. As did I'm
0: sure uh, some people's favorite is the Gunk Droid.
1: Oh I mean there are yeah. people who love Gunk
0: Droids. Yeah, that was um, I. The little line was was nice throwaway line, but um, Hunter says that. It's a defective unit. She can't fix it. And she's like, But we're all defective. All, each one of us is defective.
1: He's like, Darn and it. And it was
0: just like a little throwaway line. But yeah. Omega is like, If, and I mean, kids do that all the time. Like yeah. they, they take anything you say, pick it apart, and throw it back at you. And you're yeah. like, ah, I did say that. Darn it. They just <coughs> stop listening so well. Stop <laughs> using logic <laughs> and reasoning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Go to your room. And um, the thing is with a droid, If a droid's defective, you can fix it. Like, it's not like, like, rarely, like, even we've had droids explode before, and they still get put back together. So, and and, and work fine. So, like, having a defective unit, it's like a computer. It's like, if it has, like, a problem with one of its parts that's defective, you can fix that part. You know, it's not not a huge issue. Um, Well, let's let's ask this too. Cause this is kind of another thematic
0: question. Yeah. Um, Hunter's the, he's the leader and he has a lot of different, mm-hmm. mi- he has a different mindset than Rex did. Or as we spoke about earlier of captain, um, Hauser, um, both of them may, would clearly make a certain choice, but here he's hesitant to go help. And Ethan's like, you know, it, it takes Omega convincing him twice. Two separate occasions this episode where she has to convince him, hey, we need to help. Isn't that what heroes or soldiers do? Yeah. We need to help. We need to, you know, and <clears throat> it's just a, it's it's a, we're left asking ourselves, what's the, what's the, I mean, it, what's the role? Is he going to be a father or is he going to be a soldier? Or is Omega, I mean, is she able to be a soldier or is she still a kid? And how do we reconcile those two things playing mm-hmm. it at the same at the same time
1: it, um, it is difficult and the sh- I think the show's threading the needle very well letting Omega be involved but not bring her on every assignment not putting her in danger as much um, uh, they're, they're they're still showing a protective father figure and you know he's it's kind of like the yes he is a soldier and will continue doing soldier things but really. Until Omega grows up, he's stuck being the dad first and, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing, no assignment. Like, it's kind of like with Cham. Cham was willing to let the Empire come in in the last episode because he thought it was good for Hera. And his view of protecting his daughter is more important to him than anything else and then he goes to save her and turns against the empire to try to save his daughter same with with hunter like you you right that that is the first thing that's going to go through his head now and i think that's the right thing to go through his head because you know if without him who's going to be the parent i don't see echo or i mean echo might be okay but i don't see echo tech or wrecker being the best best parents right now
0: hmm I mean it's a good point. I am wondering if that's the only thing that's holding him back. Mm, oh because yeah, I don't think there's anything. He talks anything... about yeah, He talks there's... about like uh credits, right? Cuz they're like, "Well, we'll pay you double," you know. Whatever to to try and um where Omega on the picture would they take the job? Oh yeah. Would they help? Oh yeah. Okay. No, no I, I'm just I'm just asking what you think.
1: Oh yeah, um, I definitely think that he would take the job. I think that the money wouldn't be an option even if even if there was no Omega, like when they get offered money at the end, they still wouldn't regardless.
0: take it. Regardless, yeah, I think Rex would help regardless. Yeah, but um, but Hunter, he's different, and they're learning to to live in this world differently. Mm-hmm. And I think your it is it is parentage that's the main obstacle there. Yeah. Um, when they meet Hera, and uh, she's she's desperate, she's pleading with them, and so is Omega. Omega is like flat out angry at Hunter. And, uh, I think Harris says something like, well, it's not worth, or they say it's not worth the risk and Hera's like, well, not to you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it just, a contrast of like Omega, she immediately sympathizes with, with Hera yeah. because she's able to see like her family's hostage. Her world is crumbling around her. How could we possibly walk away yeah. from somebody in so, so great a situation of need? You Omega
1: know? really is the moral compass of the show. She is the the yep. one person with untainted morality with with untainted with innocence that shows positiveness toward the world. She's not cynical like the like the clones, and she doesn't have a bad any bad traits really. She really believes the best and wants to help people in the best way, which is why the audience is so able to sympathize with her. So I think that's the point.
0: Just a quick mind experiment here. Uh, what if um, a- Anakin was here and Omega was his apprentice instead of, like, he was watching her over her instead of the Bad Batch? And it was the same situation where, like, Anakin had orders, like, not to interfere, but Omega's like, we've got to help. We've got to help. You
1: well, know? I'll say this. Anakin is going to interfere no matter what. <laughs> the question is, the question is, would, would he let Omega help him? And depending on the situation, he might be like, yeah, guns a blazing," Or he might be like, eh, yeah, maybe you should stay back. But Anakin, nothing is stopping Clone Wars Anakin from jumping into a fight like this. Because he's he's
0: very loyal to people. Mm-hmm. He's very loyal to his his principles of helping and being good. Um all right, change the experiment. Obi-Wan
1: We've seen in the Clone Wars that there were times where Obi-Wan had ample opportunity to help people and doesn't. Specifically I'm thinking of the episode where they're on the planet uh felucia and there's uh there there's this village that's being attacked by Hondo and the pirates and, you know, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka, three Jedi, could easily take out the pirates. And Obi-Wan says, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, why? Why don't we help him? And he's like, because that's not our job, and we, we can't get involved in that kind of a way. That's, that's not fair to the people or to the Hondo or whatever. First of all, I thought that whole thing was... Uh, was un- I thought that episode concept was wrong because... The Jedi are meant to help people, whether they're soldiers in the Republic or not. And so, if they see people in need, and it's obvious that the pirates were wrong in that episode, so that episode pre-created a false dilemma. But still, in that episode, you see Obi Wan refuse to give help. So Obi Wan's a little mm. bit more,
0: yeah, especially that's older Obi Wan. You.
1: Younger yeah. Obi Wan, maybe like if he's if he's a, an apprentice to Qui Gon. <laughs> yeah, but, but even what? then, Bec- <laughs> even in master and apprentice. Qui-Gon wants to go help people And Obi-Wan doesn't So even then there's a little bit he's of He's the one who's like But Master
0: You're defying the council again mm. <laughs> um, It's like it's just funny to me Having just read Dark Disciple Like yeah. Qui-Gon is He is by all definitions He's the poster boy of the Jedi Council
1: You mean Obi-Wan? He's the
0: guy Sorry Obi-Wan yeah. Obi-Wan I'm sorry I said Qui-Gon yeah. uh, I meant to say Obi-Wan Obi-Wan Every everyone on the council knows and completely trusts him, and he he's always the voice of reason. Yeah. he's you know he's completely like by the book as much as possible. Um,
1: anyway, he's it, the guy so, that you want to have on your group project because you know his section is going to be solid. <laughs> um, yeah, I there was one him. thing you alluded to at the beginning of the episode that really got me excited was okay. when um, uh, at the beginning of the episode. He said attempted assassination, and I was like, okay, yes, okay, he, he, okay. Did say he that. said attempted assassination. That's good. They're doubling down on it. They're not saying assassination yet. And then he, when when he goes to address the crowd, I was like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. And he says, he will make a full recovery. I was like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> I was...
0: Yes! Uh, this, rooting for this awful, horrible sinning.
1: I was rooting for this. <laughs> not because I like the senator, because I like my continuity. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, thank goodness. And, you know, I saw someone else point this out. And I think I think that whoever was creating this arc wanted Orn Friton dead. And someone slipped them a note and said, oh, by the way, you can't kill him. And he's like, they're like, what? And they're like, well, he's in this later episodes. All right, we'll make it look like they killed him and we'll throw in a little line that he's not dead. Um, uh, I wanted, I I didn't make this meme, but I wish I had last week before this episode was that when everyone saw saw Orn Freetaw get shot, the book fans were like Pippin and Lord of the Rings. He's not dead. He's not dead. That's... (laughs) That's (laughs) That's uh, <laughs> that's how I felt. Uh, all that's astre- pretty good.
0: That's pretty. Good, I never man, made almost? the
1: joke, and now it doesn't really work as well. I mean, I still, it could work well, but still. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, thank goodness, the continuity worked is restored
0: so well. Would have worked on so yeah.
1: Would have gotten a lot of upvotes on
0: Reddit for this. <laughs> um. <laughs> so um, Cho- <laughs> Chopper had some funny moments. This episode you referenced. Oh uh, yeah. He he's always funny but
1: uh. I especially love when he uses those two gears that come out of his head head portion as like hands like when the stormtroopers come up behind him he takes out his hands and he puts his hands up <laughs> and, and it's just like he doesn't yep. have to he's a droid he doesn't he doesn't have mm-hmm. hands he doesn't need to put his hands up and yet he still does it and it just looks so funny on him
0: every time I just think of like Dave Filoni's head, being the whole body <laughs> of Chopper, <coughs> and everything everything he's doing that's like, like funny eyebrows raised. Yeah. And like, anyway, <laughs> I just picture that. But I know uh, there was a quote like uh, Harris said she didn't want to hear a lecture from Chopper. Yeah. Um, anyway, they come up with a plan. Yeah. And that's what convinces Hunter to like give it a shot. So. Um, <clears throat> I guess that's where they're going to attack the Imperial convoy and make, make a big distraction, Yeah. which Wrecker is all about. Um, this past two or three episodes, like it's well, these two anyway, we've seen a whole lot less of the Bad Batch. And we've gotten Hunter the most um, and plenty of Omega, but mm-hmm. definitely the other three, not as much. And I've missed Wrecker the most. The absolute most. Yeah. His his comments, and he just needs a little bit more time in the episode to. Well, to he that. is
1: he is the comedic relief of the series, but in yeah. the last two episodes we've had Chopper, so Chopper has kind of alleviated the hum- the, the the necessity for for his humor. Right. Now that we're going to be <clears throat> separated again, the next few episodes are going to be more wrecker heavy. Right so the um, the but that that sequence was fun it was fun seeing hera get get flight experience um uh and i love the comment that said um uh, they said i think we're confusing them and they said you're confusing us too <laughs> <laughs> oh, like they like they she's not just like she did she's not like in some some series where the character just jumps behind the, the the wheel and like is a fantastic pilot already like from the get-go like you see oh, no. her messing up already <clears throat>
0: Oh, gosh, she can barely, like, take off without yeah. knocking into everything. She's like a Harrison
1: Ford. Uh, uh, fly, yes. Land, no. <laughs> Is that from... Um, that's from Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's from that? Uh, Last Crusade.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I was like, you said... Oh, you said Harrison Ford, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah.
0: But for some reason on my mind, I heard it was Han Solo. Oh. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> No, because Han Solo can fly any. I can fly anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Of course. Um, So, obviously, Tech and Record go off, and they're gonna be the distraction, and that's when we get the scene where they sneak in. Mm -hmm. Um, That that, I guess it's Hauser and the Bad Batch with Cham and his wife. I never know how to say her name. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Elena mm-hmm. okay
1: so um yeah it's because it's Chance pronouncing it Elena it just sounds more uh, it sounds more unique
0: well they see Hauser and they're already like well you've chosen your side you know
1: yeah.
0: um and he's like no I'm I'm here to help you I'm here to get you out of here yeah. um and it's that it's that moment of like he's having to still at this point come to grips with and he's making his decision still at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 leaned towards it, but I don't know if he's made the full acceptance. Yeah, he's made it. But
1: by, by, by the point that they get in and they confront each other, he's he's made his he's made his choice. Yeah. The uh, I, I I know you're itching to get to the uh, the speech. Uh, yeah, his speech you was awesome. His speech was pretty <laughs> awesome. It was very succinct. It could have been longer um, if they'd wanted mm-hmm. it. it. Like it, it felt very short. Um, it was effective. I was, it did not go the way I was anticipating. I was anticipating all the clones except for those few stormtroopers and, um, uh, crosshair. I thought the stormtroopers and crosshair yeah. would keep their weapons, but all the clones would lay down. And that's not what happened. Only a handful did. And I'm like, that's actually more believable that only a handful of them. You know, it's kind of a mm-hmm. cliche in a movie to see everyone drop their weapons after the speech or something. It is. Yeah, and so there's and you
0: and you sit there wondering too, like I, if it was me just in that crowd, and I, especially the first guy to drop his gun, yeah, that guy, you know, he's he's yeah. the one who really believes what he's. Yeah, what everyone he's doing else is like everyone because, wants to be the
1: second person to. Because
0: <laughs> nobody else might do it, <laughs> and and he's the one who's like, I might be the only one, but I'm going to do the right thing. It's it's like That's when you're, the guy that I want backing me up.
1: It's like when you're taking a test. And you don't want to be the first person to turn in their test, so you finish everything and you just sit there waiting. And you see someone turn in their test in five seconds. You're like, "All right," and you go turn in your test immediately after they did. So you was it
0: like that, Jonathan? Is it? I
1: I, I, I was. I
0: <laughs> yes, <I'm...
1: laughs>
0: I know. I know, I know, I know you. Are. I had the oh, I had so... the problem
1: in school where I would finish so early it would look bad that I was turning in the test. So I would just like doodle and stuff because I was like, I don't want to turn it in like it's a, it would take me like 20 minutes to do a 30 minute test and now everyone else is i'm waiting around and i it just looks bad in the class so anyway yeah that's a tangent
0: so the reason that they're there in the first place when i'm speaking of, i'm talking about the few clones there's just a few of them left mm-hmm. and um crosshair and his four stu- stormtroopers that are yeah. under him. um hired mercenary stormtroopers anyway the reason that they're there is because crosshair is the only one to realize it's like Guys, what are y'all doing? This is clearly a distraction. They're, yeah. they're here to rescue Cham and Elena, I think. And, and so that's why they're still there. Crosshair takes up his position go by the door. They go, and the rest of them garrison just right in front of it. And that's when we get the scene where um, Hauser actually warns them. He's like, guys, you got to go another way. He tells them the way to go, where the kind of escape ship mm-hmm. is. But that's when we get this great scene that's really the focal point of this whole episode. Yeah. Um, And this is the scene where we get to see what we were talking about earlier, clones thinking individually when we didn't think that was possible. Yeah. We didn't know to what degree it was possible Mm -hmm. with the chip still active. So his speech is very simple. You already said that. Um, He talked about very, very clearly. The main point of it is why are we now... Attacking and oppressing mm-hmm. these people, these same people that are a loyal, you know, members of the republic that we ha- they have been our allies and fought alongside us, and many of them died alongside of us. Yeah, why are we now attacking these people for no reason? And um, he says, "I refuse to be a part of this. I refuse to be a part of." This. And I, I wish I could quit the thing. Exactly. I read we rewatched it like right before this episode, mm-hmm. and I.